Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Soul Glow, a -a one-of-a-kind podcast about the experiences of your favorite three first-generation Americans. Send this here with episode one. Hi, guys. Thank you for coming and listening to our new podcast. So for this first episode, we're just going to be introducing ourselves and talking a little bit about why we started this podcast and just letting you guys get to know us. So my name is Hanin. I'm 16 years old and I'm living in Alabama currently, but my parents are from Sudan. And my name is Ira and I'm 17. And I was originally born in Anchorage, Alaska, but we moved to Huntsville when I was really young, and my parents immigrated to America from Bangladesh. So I'm originally from Bangladesh, but I'm technically from Alabama. Uh, My name is Sindhis. I'm turning 17. I'm also born in Huntsville, Alabama, but I consider myself Egyptian uh, because my parents were born in Egypt. We were basically just a group of friends who went to the same elementary school. Uh, Honey and I, I think, were born in the same hospital. And we just wanted to start this podcast because we thought it was a really fun and interesting idea. And we know that Sundus is really interested in film and editing. And we thought it would be a fun way to connect with each other because we do live really far apart while doing something that we all enjoy. And we also have very similar views on different things. And we want to share those with other people. We're in quarantine. So it's just something to do during the summer. Yeah, and I know that we used to talk together a lot, and it would go on for a long time. And we were just like, oh, these conversations are kind of fun to listen to. So we were like, why not just spread them out? And yeah. all of us like listening to podcasts. Like, I know listening to podcasts in the car while I'm driving is one of, like, a fun thing to do. So I was like, why not start our own? You know yeah, like, I just, during quarantine, I've just been listening to so many podcasts like Cody Cohen, Noel Miller's Tiny Meat Gang. That's like my favorite podcast and I listen to it all the time. I li- and I don't know, it just seemed really fun because like they're best friends and we're best friends. And like Hanin said, we go on call for like three hours. So it just seemed interesting to just record that in this type of format and edit it and make it so other people can listen and kind of feel like they're in a group with us. You're listening and it feels like you're there. You're like, oh, I, I'm just listening to this conversation. It's funny and you can laugh along and you can just agree or disagree with them. It's just nice. Yeah, and I also, especially with all the Black Lives Matter stuff going on, we feel strongly towards different issues that are going on. And I feel like starting a podcast, it's a great like platform where we can share those views instead of just like bombarding our friends with our views all the time. We can have like a platform where we can talk about it and talk about why we believe certain things and why we have these convictions, which I think is really interesting. And you're probably wondering where we got our name from because Soul Glow doesn't really fit our personalities if you've (laughs) ever met us in real life. Basically, it's from this movie that we watched on zoom because we live so far apart and it's called coming to america it's really popular and there's this guy in there who uses this hair product all the time kind of like a big part of the movie because it shows how narcissistic he is and it's called soul glow became the name of our group chat on imessage and we thought that it would just be a cool name
since it's an inside joke, but it's also like a joke that other people would get if they watched the movie. And like the whole idea of coming to America, like our parents came to America, thought that was funny. So basically, we've known each other since we were like Pretty preschool. Since we were in preschool, yeah. yeah. I know me and Ira were best friends in preschool. I in this yeah. came along in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so basically, we're all Muslim, and we went to the same Islamic school. I moved pretty early on, but Sundas and Hunin stayed for a long time. We've basically known each other for, I'm guessing, like, more than 10 years now. Obviously, there were times where we were, like, kind of estranged because I was in a different school. And it's kind of hard to keep track of each other when you're, like, seven. Um but yeah, but, Sundas is great at like keeping in contact with people. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I moved three years ago from Alabama to Qatar because of my dad's job. And also just because he thought it would be a better environment considering what was happening in 2017, you know, Trump becoming president and all of that, <laughs> which we'll talk yeah. about in later episodes. But um, yeah, it was pretty hard at first to get used to like Qatar, even though, even though I am Arab and I speak Arabic and moving to like a predominantly Muslim country shouldn't have been such a shock, but it was a little bit just because like a culture shock. Yeah, just because uh, whenever I was little, even though I went to like an Islamic school, I still felt that I was trying to like be a different person than who I was. Like whenever you would see our white neighbors or whenever I moved to public school, it was a really weird transition because like, talking Arabic in class or even like wearing a hijab or a bay on Fridays whenever there was Friday prayer at school was all like a weird thing to people. It was such a different- Yeah, if you look at how soon this was in middle school and high school here and how she is now, like it's such a difference like yeah. her just everything like all around yeah even though it was really hard to make friends here at first i don't know it was very surreal finally just accept who i was even though i was in a really good environment at islamic school i felt like public school was pushing me to hide that like arab side you just want to fit in you know what i mean you want to fit in be like everybody else yeah. especially when you're younger in middle school everybody's wearing the same clothes everybody's acting the same doing the same thing so you're just like fitting into that lifestyle even though you're like oh I don't actually like any of this stuff but yeah. everybody else is doing it so I might as well do it too and I feel like now Sundas is so like genuinely herself yeah compared to how she was in America so like she really found her niche like in a different country which is so so like strange to other people to think about but for us I feel like it makes more sense because it's a Muslim country and it's it's just a change of place and that's what everyone needs once in a while yeah. and I, yeah. I think I also felt kind of that struggle because I changed to public school and I went there from second grade on and I barely had any Muslim friends until like seventh or eighth grade so I, I was pretty whitewash for a while because I my school was predominantly white and um like even like I feel like my friends back then would be surprised to like know how I am now because now I'm obviously like more religious like I feel more like connected with who I am on a like ethnic level on a cultural level on a religious level like um that was kind of that part of me was kind of hidden one because I was just child obviously and then two because I was in an environment where I didn't totally fit in and I wasn't able to flourish in those types of situations yeah and I know for the Islamic school me and Sunda stayed to like seventh and sixth grade and it was just some of our best memories are from there you know what I mean yeah. obviously yeah. since I'm and I guess it was a good thing that instilled, like, 
oh, this is who you are, and you have Muslim people all around you at all times, so it's just like, oh, this is normal. I don't know, it's just nice to have, like, a, it created, like, a stronger bond with yeah. other Muslim people around you, so you have, like, a support system. Yeah. You know, even though those schools were super close to each other, like, like location-wise, it felt like completely two different places. Yeah. Like, even now, the school that me and Hanin go to, because we go to the same school, there's not a lot of people like us, but because, like, we tend to stick together. Like, in order to truly, like, yourself, you need like-minded people who understand what you go through. Because, honestly, I feel like it's a different world between being like us and then being like someone who was born in the United States with parents who were born in the United States. I feel like it's a whole different experience. And I feel like it's so important to have people who go through the same things as you so that you can relate to each other at the end of the day because there's just different planes of perspectives. And I think that's one of the reasons why so many people are feeling like disconnected from their culture or disconnected from yeah. their um, religion, any religion, like if you're Hindu or if you're Muslim, if you're Christian, because if you don't have people who you feel at home with, you're not going to feel at home with the beliefs that you were brought up with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I know in our, like, in our classes at our mosque and whatever, they'd always tell us like, oh, your friends are one of the most important people in your life. So make good friends and friends that you can talk to and friends that will lead you to the right way. You know what I'm saying? And I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Like if I didn't have my Muslim friends, I just like struggle so much more with Islam. Yeah. Just like everything about it. You know what I mean? And I never even thought about that until like, I really like found a place in the Muslim community. Cause like we did create like for, for a while there, we had like a really good friendship like friendship going like obviously now people are more busy and then like people are moving just life happens so like it's not totally the same but I feel like once I found that like community that I can like relate with and who are really good people I just felt like more at home with who I am yeah and it's good to have people with the same morals as you and it's just so interesting because I feel like most people when their friend moves across the world you you don't maintain the same contact that we have but like I feel like we've done a good job with maintaining our friendship and then just like keeping in touch and I think that's so important because like think about it like like we're starting a podcast now but we're like in totally different areas of the world which is so interesting to me because I think like it just shows how important having like good friends in her life because like even if Sundas is like miles and miles away like I'm still gonna go to her whenever I have like something really big going on in my life because we're that close. Yeah, and I just feel like we've never really had a toxic relationship other than like a couple, a couple. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about that in a different podcast. Yeah, those were some like stupid fights we'd get into, but nothing really. (laughs) Yeah, which which I think like even those like little fights, like it just shows like how we've grown because we never have those type of conflicts now. Because we're 16 and 17, like, we're older. It's just so amazing to see how, like, we've all grown. And we've all, like, found our different interests. Like, Sundas didn't like guitar, like, a couple of years ago. But, like, now she's super into it, which I think is super fascinating. Because, like, you can still grow as a person with the people you've grown up with since forever. Because you're just finding 
who you are every single day, every single year. So thinking about that, what do you guys like to do in your free time? Like, what are things that really interest you? I mean, like you said, I don't know, I really, really, I just got into guitar this year, but I really like playing guitar and I'm really interested in film and like sound design. I've taken some film courses. I tried getting into photography, but I haven't bought a camera yet. So I'm working on that. Yeah. I really like reading. Like since I was younger, like in kindergarten, my teacher called me the reading machine, which is kind of funny and nerdy. But most of the books in the past that I've read are like fiction, and like, you know, just stuff to entertain you. But right now I'm starting to get into more like self-help books, like ways to get better habits and books about nutrition. And along with that, I also like playing soccer. Like, I feel like I've played soccer since I was, like, six years old or something. I know it's just a way for my siblings and my dad and us to bond and stuff. It's just, like, we play soccer together. I also really like reading. Right now, like, kind of like you, like, I used to be really into, like, fiction books. And, like, I never really strayed from that until, like, a few months ago. But now I'm really interested about, like, books about history and, like, books that, like, help me understand, like, the current situation going on in the United States to like better educate myself because a sign of privilege is that you have the choice to not educate yourself about these issues and I think it's so important to remain educated and I think it's a big part of my life like I just want to learn more about different things that interest me. Um, I also do Aikido which is a martial art And I've been doing it since I was, like, in fourth grade. So it's been a really long time. I'm a black belt, and I was in the kids' class for a while, but, like, I recently, like, a year or two ago, I transitioned to the adult class. So I used to play piano, but school got really busy. And then I figure skated for a few years, like, four or five, until this year, this school year, because I got really busy because I got a job um, and just schools a lot. I'm also just like really interested in learning about things around the world. Like I love watching all these like little YouTube documentaries that are like 10 minutes long because like you get to experience being in a different part of the world that you you never would have seen like a long oh, time yeah. ago when we didn't have the internet. Have you watched Drew Binsky? Is that who you're talking about? No. You should watch him. He's a really good travel vlogger. Oh, yeah. I I just watched, like, videos from, like, I know Vice did one where this guy went to the Philippines and, like, he investigated, like, child trafficking rings in the Philippines because that's extremely prevalent there. And, like, I never would have known that if I didn't, like, look into it, which I think is really cool. Drew Binsky, he's trying to go to every country in the world, and he does, like, little short videos on each of the each of these countries, and they're so interesting to watch, because you're like, wow, there's so many places in the world, and, yeah. like, to be able to experience more than what you're in, and your little bubble is so amazing. Yeah, and, and like, this other video I watched was, like, these girls in Mauritania, where, like, they have to, like, feed themselves. I I don't remember how many calories, but it was, like, more than a thousand because the beauty standard there is to be, like, bigger because it shows that you're richer, which I think is really interesting. Like, just stuff like that is just so different than where we are. I just feel like I'm I'm really grateful that I got to move to an international school because I've met, like, so many different people who speak so many different languages and all of that. Like, even when I was in Alabama, it felt like nothing was... 
like there Different. was nothing but Alabama, you know? Yeah. So even though I had gone to like Egypt and we still traveled and all of that, it was still, I don't know, I still felt like I was in a bubble, like Hanin was saying. Now, like it's hard to think about going to college in another state because I've lived here for so long. Yeah. It's been such like a dominant part of my life. Like I feel like if I move somewhere drastically, like maybe my worldview would change. Maybe I'd be like more more open to moving because I'm also like a very shy and I'm a very introverted person unless you like break me out of my shell that's when I can become like how I am now or like how I am with you guys so it's very hard for me to like open up yeah especially in like the U.S. it's so easy to just isolate yourself from everything else in the world you're just focused Mm -hmm. on here and now so it's hard to like learn which is why I guess it's so fun to learn about different places like especially going on YouTube because it's so simple now but even then people people here rarely listen to like foreign music or anything like that but yeah and it's just so crazy how like some people can like literally not know anything about any other country but I feel like When you live in countries like in Asia, for example, Southeast Asia or South Asia, I feel like you get to know more about the countries around you because you're not across the sea from them. And I feel like it's more prevalent over there to learn about different cultures, learn about a different place that's other than your own. But like over here, you just have to learn about another state or another thing. Which I think it's important, like, I really, I really wish the, like, education system here valued history, like, that's greater than U.S. history. I feel like we should learn more about Asian cultures. Yeah. Like, instead of just having like, one, one semester class of world history. Yeah, exactly. Another thing was, whenever I was telling people where I was moving from, they would make all these really racially charged comments, or, like, Islamophobic like comments on oh you're just gonna live in like a desert like oh yeah can you even drive yeah yeah it's like um some war-torn like it's probably way better than the city that we live in alabama now but okay i think think because here it's like u.s is kind of like a really great country to live in i guess because there's a lot of opportunity and people are comfortable here but in different countries it's less comfortable to stay in that country so they yeah. So it's easier to travel around. Like, I know my, my family's from Sudan, right? And there's, like, a lot of poverty there. And a lot of them, like, all of my uncles and aunts and extended family and such, they moved to different countries, like, around the world for their college and stuff. And mm-hmm. me thinking about that, I'm like, how did they leave where they grew up all this all these years and go somewhere yeah. completely different, different culture, different language, different everything? So it's just like, wow, I'm really in comfort zone here. So yeah. Like, I went to Bangladesh this past summer, and um, honestly, like, it was one of the best, like, times of my life, and, like, it's it wasn't the most comfortable because it's super, super hot there, and it was super humid, but, like, I, I think that I kept an open mind, and I feel like a lot of people are surprised when I tell them, like, oh, it was, like, the best time of my life. Like, I, I even contemplated, like, oh, like, it would be actually kind of nice to live here, which is so radical for some people here because they can't fathom how you would want to live somewhere that doesn't have like central air conditioning once you get past all the materialistic stuff it's just like the energy and the the culture and and i feel like i i feel like every single time we go to egypt and my parents is like family just seeing them still being able to live without i guess having a cell phone or or having like um running water even even though to us it's like oh how is that how are they living it must be so hard to them it's just like 
I feel like it's a better lifestyle. It's definitely a better lifestyle because I feel like over here, like, we're just so caught up in, like, our careers, everything. I feel like it's just, like, you can be happy with a little. And I think some people just, like, can't fathom how you can live without, like, a two-story house, without a one-story house, without air conditioning or whatever. Basically, that in America, when you go to Ohio, Oklahoma, it'll be, like, the same as it is in your state, be it Alabama, Georgia, whatever. Maybe it's not exactly the same, but it's basically the same. When you go to a different country like Bangladesh, and it's probably the same for Sudan and Egypt. When you go, it's like every single street, it's a different experience because there's different people. There's different places. There's different people selling stuff on the street. There's different people doing all this stuff. And I think that's just, it's so much more interesting to me than being in America where everything is the same. But that's also a matter of personal opinion because I think a lot of people like to be in a comfortable state like in Alabama but I don't know I think yeah. that's really interesting another thing that I like about like like when I go to Sudan and stuff it's way different than here because over there it's like such a, a more community-based culture like if you go around to even the store or something you can have like a conversation and talk about your family or talk about like anything with the people on the street so it's just like I feel like in the U.S. like everything is so individualistic like for example like not to talk about Cody Ko and Noel again but I was watching his like Twitch stream like a week or two ago and he was talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and he was like people are already getting tired of seeing like all the injustices that are on the screen like people are leaving the stream just because I'm talking about it because they can't wrap their head around something that's not about them for a few moments and for some reason that just like resonated with me because I feel like you even like for everyone like it's it's a struggle to just get out of your own head and just experience the world like as it is instead of thinking about oh what's in it for me what's gonna benefit me And, like, I struggle with that, and I think, like, a lot of people struggle with that because our world is so dominated by materialistic things, like consumerism, and it feels like your whole life is just built to you being able to buy things, being able to live comfortably, live lavishly or whatever. Since this episode is mostly about getting to know us, I think it'll be good to talk about our personalities. So I feel like it would be cool if we like talked about each other so we have like an outside perspective instead of talking about us because like we obviously know who we are but if you want to so send us I feel like she's very genuine I feel like when you're friends with her you can count on her to like check up on you and like it's very easy to like maintain a friendship with her because she's so like open like if you if you talk to her then like you know that you're gonna get a response back and I think she's also like passionate about many different things like like she's passionate about chemistry but then she's also passionate about guitar it's like so many different things and I think she's so like educated about many different subjects which I you can say stuff too Hanin yeah oh yeah for some reason I feel like (laughs) One of her, like, best qualities is she's the funny one. Like, she can make yes, anything. Like, yes, like even the heaviest funny. stuff, like, she'll be lighthearted about it. And even if she is roasting on you, it's still, like, funny. <laughs> Which is very common. <laughs> it's still funny. Like, also, her morals are really strong. She's confident in what she believes, and she'll be able to back stuff up. And she cares about not only herself, not only the country that she's living in, not only the country her parents are from, but, like, 
people around the world. Even if she lives in Qatar, she's still supporting the Black Lives Matter movement here in America, supporting people in Palestine, even though she's not even Palestinian. She's just like she a good like person. A big... She's a good person all around, you know what I mean? So if I were to like describe her, I'd say that she's confident, friendly, obviously funny. And yeah. And then Hanin, <laughs> she's very nice. Like whenever, not even nice, but like, like nice to the point where she's like her whole being like she's just you can tell that she's a very good person and she's very like pure she doesn't exactly yeah pure that's like the like pure of heart she's nice to everyone yeah exactly she i don't think she has like a mean bone in her body it's like yeah exactly very like it's so it's so funny too because like she'll be nice to anybody like literally anybody and yeah, even people who she doesn't like that much. She'll still be like... Or, like, who don't agree with her. If I were to describe her in, like, one phrase, I'd be like, oh, she's the friend who would, like, stay behind with you when you're tying your shoe. Like, she wouldn't just, like, leave you. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a really, really good descriptor. Even if she's nice, like, she's not going to change her opinions just because someone doesn't agree with her i feel like she's very respectful so i feel like she also wouldn't argue with them you know like yeah she's one to be like okay that's your opinion and that's mine yeah i don't know she's very understanding she's very easy to talk to as well she's also extremely intelligent mashallah like she's very smart in like math science even without trying like, she's very smart. In fifth grade, this was so annoying to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. She <laughs> hated math. And I was, I, was, I don't know why. She was, she's so good at math. It's so annoying. I don't know why I was struggling in fifth grade. I hated math so much. And for, like, our Muslim listeners, I guess, I would write Bismillah on the test. <laughs> I was a I saw that. You know, I still do that in high school. I saw that from you. I saw you doing that. When a test is super hard, like in biology, I'll write Bismillah on the thing. Literally. So I, I say, when a test is really hard, I say Bismillah before every single question. Before <laughs> starting it, I'm like, because like, I would leave so many things blank. And then, and then Heidi would just be like, that test was so hard. She'd get like 100. Remember when our test yeah. switched one time? She like switched our test and gave yours, mine, and mine to yours. Oh my God. <laughs> I was, I was. That? so embarrassed i was like because i was like happy for a moment i was like wait a minute this isn't even my name on the top of the paper <laughs> that's so mean why would you do that oh my gosh that's like in, in freshman year when i took ap world history so dbqs which are like an essay question if you guys don't know it's like an essay question and we did like a practice one and then my teacher, she numbered us off. Like, and the DBQs are scored out of seven. But when I got my paper, mine had seven on it. But that was like just my class number. It wasn't the actual oh, grade that I got. got fish, and I was so sad. I, like, like my friends were like, "Are you sure that's like the like score, or is that the number?" So for Ayo's personality. That's a good story because it leads to how she's so smart and she she challenges herself, you know what I mean? Yeah. She just gives off, like, this really good energy. Being around her is, like, very uplifting. At first, whenever I was little, I was so intimidated. I was so intimidated. <laughs> like, yeah. I, think, I think a good amount of people are intimidated by me, which, like, I don't even understand why because, like, I just want to be friends with more people. Like, it's hard for me because I'm quiet like i don't necessarily have social anxiety but i would say like i do get socially anxious like i get anxious in social settings but i think for you like i admire you a lot 
because you're so like goal focused yeah you like to plan everything out and for me I'm kind of it's kind of bad go with the flow I'm I'm go with the flow you know living and it's crazy how we're such good friends because it's like you're definitely a type B personality, and I'm definitely like a type A personality. Yeah, like, yeah it's just like focus. You just like stay on task. You have expectations for yourself, and you want to meet them. Yeah. For me, if I set expectations for myself, I'm like, uh, it's kind of wobbly expectations. But your expectations are like set. And I remember she's like, she, I was mashallah, she's like talking in the class, and I remember she dropped down like, I don't know. She was still top 10, but she dropped a little and she was mad. And I was like, mashallah, like, dude, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, you're top 10, man. In our grade, yeah. 400 people, 400 something people. It's so easy to admire her. And she always looks like her life is together, even though sometimes maybe it's, maybe it's not. But it always seems, <laughs> I, <laughs> it always seems like it is. I feel like she sticks to, like, her morals and, like, she has, like, very set beliefs. Not that there's, like, no changing her mind. If she sees somebody really opposite what she believes in, it's not, she's not somebody to be friends with them or even entertain their beliefs. I feel like there's just this, like, one part of me, like, there's one part where if I hear something ignorant, like, I can't not say something. Like, even if it scares me to say anything, like, I have to say something. Because otherwise, like, that person is just going to spread the same, like, ignorance everywhere. And it's important to, like, stop that. Because, like, I'm very non-confrontational, but you, like, you're like, that's wrong. Let me tell them it's wrong. So the same wrong thing doesn't keep happening. And the thing about you is you're so educated on most of things. And you love educating yourself on different things. You're smart enough to know what's right and what's wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially now, I know during this whole Black Lives Matter movement, you're always, you were like, does anybody know any good books (laughs) to educate myself on this? It's good to know that um, you you take the time out to learn things for yourself. Yeah, you're yeah. just a good person. Yeah, another thing is she's very hard work. I, remember she, I know she got like a job this year and she was trying to save <laughs> up for something. I guess for a car or something. But even after her parents got her the car, she still worked so hard. And <laughs> in school and in her job. And it's just like she enjoys that. Gets, yeah. It's satisfying to her, I guess, which is good. And she saves her money. We're so different, bro. She saves her money, and I spend my money <laughs> I mean, left and right. Fifty-five cents in her bank account. <laughs> Even if I had fifty-five cents in my bank account, I'd still spend it. And she, mashallah, she works so hard, and she saves it. She doesn't like spend it on stupid things like me. Like uh, that. That kind of changed during quarantine, but I'm trying my like best. In quarantine, we're just like, how many ways can we now? We're yeah, there, we're just like might as well. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. So, what do you guys think you're gonna do in college, and like, what colleges do you think you'll apply to? Inshallah. So my end goal is to be an emergency room physician. It depends on really the school I'm going to. So I applied to RCSI, Bahrain, and uh, Will Cornell, Qatar. And those universities abroad, it's like a six-year program, and then you become a doctor. There's no other, like, field that I could go into if I go to those schools. But for America, I'm applying to UAB. My top (laughs) choice is uh, Emory and Wash U. It's a major in biochemistry. Started thinking about like double majoring and like maybe doing... Yeah, I really, I do kind of want to double major, but also like I don't want to be in school for longer than I have to. Yeah, that's like the problem with like me wanting to apply to the U.S. I just feel like the process to become a doctor is maximum, I guess, would be like 12 years. And I don't really want to graduate when I'm 30. Yeah. 
I always see that as like a problem. And I just know that if it doesn't work out, I'm like really, really, really interested in chemistry. So I could see myself doing chemistry for a living. And for me, my ambitions have changed drastically throughout the years of high school and like my life. But like right now, I'm planning on majoring in nursing, inshallah. And I want to minor in Spanish because I'm very, very interested in learning Spanish and I really want to become fluent uh, by the time I graduate college because I've taken like most of the higher level of Spanishes at my school right now, but there's obviously like more to learn and I want to become solidly fluent because like right now, like I want it to become more like natural for me. Basically, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to UAB just because they have a really good nursing program and they have this accelerated master's program, which I'm really interested in. And it's a good way to save money because of my ACT score. But the other schools I'm going to be applying to are Vanderbilt, Emory, probably NYU because they have a really good nursing program too, University of Michigan, other stuff. But like, I'm probably not going to go there. I'm kind of set on UAB. Um, which is University of Alabama in Birmingham, if anyone's confused, but yeah. And for me, I need to think about this more because it feels so pressuring trying to decide what I want to do with the rest of my life right now. In my family, I'm kind of like the nerdiest one or like I'm kind of like the one that's more focused on like school and stuff. So my parents expect more out of me and they of course they want me to be a doctor, you know, standard. Yeah. But I'm like, but like Sunda said, the schooling here is so long and I don't know if I like doing that for so long. And also, I want, like, in my future, I see myself with, like, a huge family, a bunch of kids, you know, and I want to make sure that you, know, <laughs> you can be there for them. You be there yeah, for I them, think, like, but, at the same, but at the same time, like, be able to support that much, you know what I mean? So I was yeah, thinking exactly. of majoring in, like, biomedical sciences, because I know I like math and I like science, and that major kind of, like, opens up to, like, a lot of different fields like so it's not like constrained to one so and I was definitely gonna minor in French because you know I just like that so and like Arabic too because <laughs> for French it's just like I like the culture and like I guess it's cheesy with the way it sounds but it's just like so like classy and elegant to me so I just really like the language and also the culture is amazing and yeah when like, my it's family not just like the language it's all the culture that comes with it like I love love like exactly hispanic culture latino culture it's just like amazing to me like it's so vibrant and like i i agree with what you said like it's so hard to choose what you think you'll become because you don't know how college is gonna be until you're in it so like i i've just decided this this past week but i was like if nursing doesn't work out i'll just become a teacher for like high school or whatever like i feel like that's just like gonna be my backup plan i was thinking i was I was thinking about that as well because I don't know I was thinking that if I end up like I have a very set like dream job that like I've had mm -hmm. since I was like younger and I was just thinking like what I want to be like what if that's not my dream so I always thought of maybe like after I become a doctor if I get old because I'm obviously not going to be able to do the same work as I if I was younger considering I would like to work in Palestine so yeah yeah and I, I yeah so I was thinking like if I work as an emergency room physician like for trauma at an NGO in Jordan that I was looking at like 
I don't know, whenever I was, I, whenever I get bored, I just think about like, like how different my life is going to be when I'm older. And I just, I guess that's just like my dream job. And after I reach it and like, I work for like a long time thinking like, I don't know, like a couple. And then once I get old, I think I'll start teaching biology. Cause I just feel like science is always changing and it's always interesting to see how different everything is going to get. And just, I don't know, being a teacher sounds a really good job. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Like Doctors Without Borders and stuff like that. Like it'll combine like seeing different places and also helping yeah. people. I was thinking about Yeah, I was that. thinking about the Peace Corps too, because it's like I can just go somewhere that I'm interested in helping and I can practice what I learned in school. Wow. Yeah. Cause I want a job where I can learn about other places and not just be centered here. But also I'm conflicting with that at the same time. Because I know my uncle, he works for the United Nations, and he, like, moves every year or something like that. And I'm like, okay, that's cool and stuff, but also, is that what like, I There's not, to like, stability, really? Yeah, and I was, yeah. I was thinking about that as well, and, like, how would, like, family fit in? If I'm staying in Egypt and then getting, I guess, not drafted, but if I'm, like, going to Palestine every couple months and staying there for, like, six months to work, like, what kind of life is that if I have a kid? And I know I'm thinking way ahead into the future, but I'm just thinking, like, how, what kind of life is that to not have a mother present at home, if that's possible? And it's also risky to be there. Yeah, I guess conversation for another podcast, but, uh, (laughs) like, uh, yeah, that's the hard part about, like, we're, because we're so young, like, me and Sinus were 16, I was 17, like, how are we supposed to decide now what we want to do for the rest of our lives? Exactly, and I feel like that's kind of like a flaw, like, another flaw in the education system here, because, like, I understand that, like, we need training in, like, different fields or whatever, but I feel like having someone decide what they want to do for the rest of their life at, like, such a formative period of their life, like, it's just so much pressure. Yeah. Oh, I feel like, I don't know. I guess it's just at our school, too much. it's better than others because we have different kind of academies that you can go through, like, your four years, and so yeah. like we have, like, a medical one in engineering and, like, culinary and stuff, but still, I feel like I need more time to think about my options. And like yeah. experience first, which is my uncle and was like, thinking that I should take like a gap year and like I try and figure things out. But I feel like there's such a stigma around that, and also you want to get things done as soon as possible. I don't know. It's just even now, like you don't like every. I feel like people who are set in what they're going to go to in college, like so many people, so many people like go into college and then realize that what their intended major is like, it's not something that they really want to do. And I feel like it's hard to think about how to change your entire like life if you've been leading up to that time in college and it just like doesn't fit. Like, like I'm leaving my options open because like, I don't know if nursing is going to be like the best thing ever once I go to college. But, like, I'm keeping my options open, seeing how it'll be. So. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like it's very important, like, when you're making your decision to meet people who are either currently going through what you want, I guess, is your field, or who are, like, people who have those jobs. And I, a lot of flyer, like, people work at NGOs. I don't know, some of the people that I've met haven't been, like, amazing people. A lot of them had, like, white savior complexes, and were talking, like, didn't even reference the country they were talking about, just said, like, oh, I went to Africa. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Africa. Yeah. Like, with every job, I feel like 
especially being a doctor, like that's so much stress, that's so much school. You have to be in the right reasons, which I think is a big problem because most people are like, oh, they make a lot of money. My parents want me to do this. But it's like, after all this time, you know, your main goal should be to help people, not to yeah. just... And I feel like that's so yeah. important because then you still, you still have so many people going into the med field and then so many people who are racist, first of all, and there's so exactly, much exactly like people who were refused to, and so much like, like talking, I guess, from like a Muslim perspective, like so many Muslims in the Muslim community who are doctors who like refuse to treat people in the LGBTQ community who like oh, yeah. to yeah. treat them. And it, you shouldn't be looking at it like that. That's a, like, that's a human life. That's a patient. Like you took an oath, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the main, like one of the main, main, main like, first and foremost, like, tenets of Islam is just to, like, treat everyone with respect. Like, even if you don't agree with them, even if you have underlying bias against them, like, you need to treat everyone the same, like, with the same respect that you treat anyone, which I think is sometimes overlooked as an important part of our religion. Also, do you guys ever get the feeling like you're missing out? Like maybe, maybe something else that you never even tried. You'll, you're exactly. In love with? I like, always think about that. Like, like what if so I'm really, stuff. really good at something else, but I just don't know because exactly. there's so many jobs that people get from like kind of um, underground major, I guess, like an, an unpopular major that like maybe not many people go to, but like they have like this really amazing job, like um like I heard of like international business like I never even thought of that as a major but then like you can do that and then like be able to travel to many different countries and like I was thinking because like I've always been so focused on the medical classes in our school I never even stopped and like tried to think tried to like look into maybe maybe I'd like engineering or maybe I'd like computer science stuff like that and I'm like oh what if what if I really like that stuff and it's too late now so they now have to go back. Yeah. And that's one advice I would have given myself, or I would have, I'd give my little siblings now. Like, don't just stay in one thing. Like, try different things. Even if you're like sure that this is the one you're gonna do, just like keep trying new things. You know? Yeah, I just feel like it's very important to remember you're making your schedule for high school. Like, don't just fill it with difficult courses because it's just I don't know something I realized about like junior year. Now that we're done with it, I guess it was like. People said it was like the hardest year of high school. And I just feel like that is if you're, I don't know. I don't want to say like doing it the right way, but you also have to give yourself a break. Like I feel like a lot of people, especially people like in our grade, were like pushed themselves to the max this year with like really difficult courses. And then there's already this stress of just being a junior. Like we said before, like the stress of like getting ready to apply for colleges, like your future is like literally a year away. The difference with some people is like, I guess they'll take it easy um, the freshman and sophomore and senior years and they'll want to shove all the hard stuff in the junior year and I guess that's why what makes it like more hard also like ACT and SAT and things like that but like just yeah things out and do things that you'll know you'll be able to do yeah and things I like mean right. from the perspective of someone who has taken like a whole lot of hard classes like I feel like like in a way like obviously it's kind of a not good plan but I feel like in a way it is good because all these classes that I've taken, like, some of them have definitely shown me, like, okay, this is something that I should not do for the rest of my life. Like, for example, yeah. like, I took AP macroeconomics. That, that field is definitely not for me. Like, like, I did good in the class, but I, like, after taking that class, like, I learned, like, okay, this is not for me, because if this is a 
like equivalent to a college class and I, I'd be having to taking this having to take these courses like this in college like this is not for me yeah and I also feel like like I feel like taking harder classes has pushed me to like explore different fields because like obviously like science and math aren't really my strong suits but then I took calculus and like I was actually pretty good at it and like I feel like that experience was like pretty like it it was a good experience to have and then I've also taken like AP English which is obviously my strong suit I'm better at fields of history and English and reading and language arts and stuff like that and I feel like having those different courses that are equivalent like maybe not equivalent equivalent but equivalent to intro level like college classes I feel like it was like important because I got to see how things will be in college which I feel like if you take easy classes in high school and definitely not knocking that I feel like like honestly sometimes I wish I did that because then I would have had like probably a better high school experience but I feel like then you're not really getting the same experience as another student would right as you're getting into college having this preparation has been good yeah, and I do. Yeah, I feel like just find the right balance for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Even in like, even in middle school, you could tell kind of like, but if you like don't enjoy doing lots of homework or doing lots of things, like maybe, maybe harder courses aren't for you. And that's not a bad thing. And yeah, not at all. Like something to talk about as well. Sometimes college isn't for everyone. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, like at all. There's so many fields that you could go into and yeah. not having like a college degree even though you're missing out on that college experience but also if it's not for you then it's not for you like another thing like for some reason my junior year like wasn't like super hard like people said I think it's harder for people who like Hanin said like they took freshman and sophomore year slowly and then like just like hit the fast track on junior year but like I feel like with me like I took two APs freshman year and then three APs sophomore year and then six APs junior year. Like, I feel like I slowly led up to it. And I feel like, um, I feel like that, like, I, I wouldn't say that it was like the best decision, but like freshman year, I feel like was pretty hard for me because I never really had to study until then. Oh, yeah. And then, and then like, I had to learn how to study because it, because classes actually got hard. Yeah. And, yeah, I feel like study skills is also really important for, like, applying to college, like, getting ready for college. Like, you need to have, like, a good... To finish this up, so let's talk about what we think this podcast will become. So, obviously, right now, it's just, like, the introduction, and you guys can tell, like, we're in high school. This is for fun, and I feel like it's kind of like a passion project. Like, we're just exploring a different field that we've never done before like this podcast is definitely not going to be like super professional I feel like it's it's a learning experience so I it's going to vary like different episodes are going to be different things like one might be about Black Lives Matter one might be about another issue that we think about and then another one might be like oh what are we going to do in college like what are we excited for in college like I feel like it's just going to be different depending on the episode 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. These conversations are really important and I'm so glad that we're, like, we're having them. And I feel like we're, our opinions might like change or like grow as we have this like podcast or like have these conversations. And it's not just like important for us. I just feel like it's important for you to like have these conversations, not just like with your friends or like with your family. If you guys have like different views, like talk about why you have a different view. Talk about yeah. issues, try to get as like as educated as, as you possibly can. And, and you- that's one aspect that I'm really interested in, like the different views part, because it's like we can choose like a different topic and then just research about it the entire week leading up to the podcast and then just share what we learned, which I think is really cool. Yeah, another thing, like I said, I'm kind of a go with the flow kind of person, so I'm just like, we'll do what we do, but um, talking about things like this and like really thinking deeply on what we think and like will help us learn more about ourselves. And I guess like, this is cheesy again, like find ourselves, but like, you know what I mean? And then also, I kind of just like the idea of having conversations that we can look back on, like, oh, this is what I thought when I was 16 years old. Like, oh, uh, I never even thought about that before. But exactly. Yeah, that's I feel like, kind of like a time when I was 16, exactly can see what you were thinking, like, what your mindset was like, how much that changed, is so cool. I didn't even think about it like that because, like, right now we're talking about college, and then next year we'll be in college, inshallah, and then like we'll just be looking back on this, like, oh, I was so like nervous. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm super excited for what's going to be coming up. And um, we don't really know if we're going to be continuing this through school. Like, we're just going to experiment and see. And I hope you guys stay along for the journey on what this will be. And I hope you guys still listen, even if we're a little rambly, because we're really just figuring things out. Starting a podcast with basically nothing, like we're literally on our phones, on our laptops right now. No mic, which is probably why the <laughs> audio is probably going to be a little trash. Just stick, just stick with it. Yeah, just just stick with us. We'll see. We'll try to make it better. Like me and Hanin, we don't even know how to edit audio yet. Sundas is hopefully going to teach us because she's the master at GarageBand. (laughs) Just give us some time and then we'll figure it out. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you tune in for the next episode. Is that good?